A great many people who attend church today have never been born again. They have gone to church all their life. They have tried to do what their church group says they must do. Often they're baptized in water. They may do various works required by their church group. But they do not have the Spirit of God in them. Unless you have the Spirit of God, you can't follow God. For it is the Spirit of God who searches the heart of God to reveal the will of God to us. I'm quoting from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 1, at the time you believe the word of God, you are sealed by God with his spirit, and the spirit of God lives in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, tells us that. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you? I went forward when I was 15, was baptized in water at a church, but I did not have the Spirit of God in me. I just didn't want to go to hell, and I thought that that's what they were saying at the church that I was attending at that time, that if you went forward and were baptized in water, you wouldn't go to hell, and I did not want to go to hell. But I did not have the Spirit of God in me. I was about 15 when, I, when this happened. My life did not change at all. How can you tell if you have the Spirit of God? If you have the Spirit of God, your life changes dramatically. If God has revealed himself to you, your life changes. It's not a matter that we go forward on an invitation at church and are saved. It is a matter that God speaks to us and causes us to be saved. He communicates with us. I've heard so many testimonies of people saying things like, I went out on my porch and all of a sudden something happened to me. I was just changed. It's not that they learned these things. It was God's will, and he changed them. Now, there are a lot of people that will fight this message because they don't understand anything about Romans chapter 9. In Romans chapter 9, Paul explains there's an elect of God. There are people who are the chosen of God in the New Testament church. God has revealed by his spirit things to us that we didn't have any way of knowing. One of the first examples that God showed me of this concerned Peter. If you will look at Matthew chapter 16, start at verse 13, we're going to see the situation of what it is to be born again. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, 
Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What does that mean? Upon this rock. What is this rock? It's certainly not Peter. This rock is the revealed word of God. God revealed to Peter that Jesus is the Son of God. No flesh and blood human revealed it to Peter. He didn't learn it. He didn't go to Bible class and learn that Jesus is the Son of God. God revealed it to him. And that is being born again. We are born again not by our own works or our own goodness or what we've done. Paul is a perfect example of that. What happened, what, what happened to Paul? What was Paul doing at the time Jesus was crucified and after Jesus was resurrected and taken into heaven? What was Paul doing? Was he doing a good work? And he was so good at it that Jesus said, I'll save you? No, he was killing the Christians. He was capturing Christians. He was capturing the followers of Jesus and putting them into prison. And when they were killed, he gave his consent to it. That's what Paul was doing when Jesus spoke to him from heaven and made him a minister. It's an exciting story. Acts chapter 9, we see Paul being chosen by Jesus from heaven after Jesus was crucified. We see Paul being chosen, a chosen vessel of Jesus, being born again. We're all chosen vessels. If we are born again, if we are of God, it's not that we chose him, he chose us. And he often chooses the most unlikely human beings to be the church. Acts 9 verse 1. And Saul, that's Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a great light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? 
And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Verse 8, And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Verse 10, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. In Romans chapter 9, Paul explains the subject of the elect of God. He shows that we do not choose God, he chooses us. In Romans chapter 9, starting at verse 7, Paul says, Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. Children of the flesh in the churches. By their own will, they go forward and are baptized. They don't want to go to hell. They want to join the church. As I did when I was 15, but I did not have the Spirit of God. It wasn't even God leading me to do this. I just didn't want to go to hell. It was by my own will. Well, the children of the flesh are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed, for this is the word of promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, 
said God. But Esau have I hated. Jacob was the elect of God, Esau was not. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardness. It's a mystery. If you are not born again, you might just ignore Romans chapter 9 and go on your way thinking that's foolishness. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, Paul says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God because he considers them foolish. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Many church people will omit or try to explain away the election of God, the choosing of God, the revealing of God to those to whom he has chosen, and they will even try to explain away the Holy Spirit of God. Many church groups try to do that. They will try to explain away the offices of apostle and prophet and say there are none today. If you will read in the book of Acts, you will see in the New Testament churches apostles and prophets being sent to the New Testament church. Prophets such as Agabus in Acts chapter 11, also in Acts chapter 21. If you will carefully consider the book of Acts, you will see Paul was not the last apostle. Matthias was the last apostle. They drew lots. And the lot went to Matthias, and he was named the apostle to replace Judas. Where does that leave Paul? Well, Paul was out persecuting the Christians at the time this happened. So how did he get to be an apostle? Ephesians chapter 4, he was chosen by Jesus from heaven, just as every one of us today who are the called of God to do the ministry are chosen by Jesus from heaven. That call of God is from Jesus and on our life. And it is Jesus who teaches us how to do the work to which we are the called. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 for a moment. There are so many churches that completely eliminate these sections of Scripture and teach something totally different from this. Ephesians chapter 4. Start at verse 8. Wherefore, Jesus saith, when he, Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11. He, Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ. From heaven, Jesus gives ministers to the New Testament church, and they are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and that's exactly how the Apostle Paul, who was also a teacher, the Apostle Paul was given to the church from heaven. A bright light shined around about him. He heard a voice speaking from heaven. In Acts 26, Paul tells King Agrippa about this situation, and he goes into a little more detail than he does in Acts chapter 9. But having read Ephesians chapter 4 and seeing that Paul was called by Jesus from heaven, he wasn't called like Peter, who was on the earth at the time Jesus walked on the earth. Paul was called from heaven. He is the pattern for the New Testament ministers today. He wasn't the last apostle. He was one of the first of the New Testament apostles called by Jesus from heaven. Listen to what it says. Let's read in Acts 26 where Paul talks to King Agrippa. Start at verse 9. Paul says to King Agrippa, I verily sought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints that I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. 
Now, some people are put in the church to care for the church. They are as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, gifts of helps, gifts of government. They're various gifts to the church to care for the church. The entire body of Christ are members of the church, all who have had God reveal himself to them, all individuals who have been changed by God are the body of Christ, the elect of God. Let's read about the elect of God in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even unto him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, this is verse 13, in whom ye also trusted after that Ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory, in whom ye also trusted, he says, after you heard the word of truth. I heard the word of truth on August 5th, 1975. I was reading a book and God spoke to me by his spirit and said to me, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, ah, sins. I thought they were mistakes. Instantly, I was changed. Instantly. Born again given the Spirit of God to live in me, sealed 
with the Holy Spirit, given the Holy Spirit to be in me, to teach me all things, to guide me into all truth, to remind me of everything Jesus has said in the scriptures, to show me things to come. John chapter 14, verse 26, John chapter 16, verse 13, shows the work of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 very strongly also shows the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God so that we can go in the way of God as we walk on this earth. And we are the chosen of God, the elect of God. The elect of God are those chosen by God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Verse 17, if any of you be in Christ, you are a new creation. Are you a new creation? I certainly am. I'm not anything like I was before God spoke to me in 1975. Not anything like. After God spoke to me, I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to be with the people of God. That's a typical byproduct after God speaks to us. We are taken to church, some of us, I wasn't, but you might have been taken to church by your parents. My parents didn't attend church. I never heard them say anything against church, and actually both of them were born again before they died. But I was born again first. And then I spoke the truth to them And they were born again. God had mercy on me by choosing to reveal himself to them. But it's not that we choose God. He chooses us. And after he chooses us, that's when we're really on fire. And he says, you shall be witnesses to me. After that, the Holy Spirit comes. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. We're baptized in water, but we're also baptized in the Holy Spirit in the sense that God reveals himself to us, gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never takes over our body and makes us do anything. He simply gives us information to show us the way of God so we have an opportunity to go in the best way for us as we live on this present earth. So please don't think that the Holy Spirit will control you. He gives you information. And by that information, you know the will of God. Because it is the Spirit of God that searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And Jesus says, unless you're born again, you cannot see the things of the kingdom. You can't see spiritual things until you are born again of the Spirit of God and have him leading you. It's not that we learn things about God and then change. We are changed by God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any of you be in Christ... He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's what it is to be born again. If you've never had this experience, 
I suggest you just fall down and beg God to have mercy on you. For you can't choose God. He chooses you. And then you can see the things of God. You must be born again by the will of God. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.